0: This is Chris.
1: This is Jorge. And we're? Buds of Faith. faith. All right, everybody, welcome back to Buds of Faith, a podcast on everyday Catholic living. Uh, This is Jorge. I'm so glad to be back. I have my voice back. It it feels great to be alive again.
0: Hallelujah. This is Chris. We're happy to be back and have you guys here listening. So today, as we record, it is Halloween. Happy Halloween. Ooh, spooky. (laughs) But as we noted in our first podcast, uh, Halloween is just the beginning of actually a season called All Hallows Tide, which today is the eve of All Saints Day, and tomorrow is All Saints Day, obviously. And then the day after is actually a day called All Souls Day. In All Souls Day, we commend, we remember all of those who have died. Um, You know, like in All Saints Day, we celebrate all those who have gone to heaven. But in All Souls Day, we celebrate just anyone who's died, not necessarily someone who's gone to heaven, um, just kind of uh, remembering the dead. So on All Souls Day, we pray for all the dead. We remember all of them. Uh, We pray for their salvation you know as halloween we're we're celebrating this these couple of days where we're we're the common theme across all of them is death you know it's a little morbid it's a little kind of weird and Yeah, we, a little weird to think
2: about that yeah yeah <laughs>
0: you know we set up all these weird decorations and we get scared and it's like okay but you know it kind of prompts uh some some thinking you know like what what is my life all about you know we we spend a lot of time thinking about death but you know what am i living my life for
1: yeah and you know death is uh is one of those things that it, it's going to happen to all of us. Yeah. It's it's inevitable, and we never speak about it. We're we're, we're hesitant to think about it. We're mm-hmm. shy to talk about it. It's like we, we don't want to admit that it's going to happen, and yet it's kind of the center of our faith. Uh, you know, every, uh, right. obviously we're we're journeying towards our Easter Sunday, our, our you know our resurrection into into everlasting life. Uh, but it's you know death is right at the core. Of our faith, and you know, a lot of people think Christianity, Catholicism in particular, is about rules. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. The you Ten have Commandments. To do this. Yeah. The Ten Commandments are very restrictive, and, and you can't have any fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's just so off the point because uh, those stuff th- that stuff is important. Uh, we need it. It's it's there to help us live our life properly. Um, but you know, it's not just about rules. It's about, as you already mentioned, living our life with purpose, living our life with meaning, because our life is going to end, and there's yeah. something that's coming after that. And how, how we live our life here is going to determine how we're going to live our life after our inevitable death.
0: Yeah, this is a question we've really been struggling with pretty much since forever. Honestly, um, we look back on uh, Adam and Eve, and, and this is really actually a really long story, which is a little bit beyond the, the scope of this podcast, but I think it's important to talk about this. Um, I remember when I started... Um, I served two years as a focused missionary and uh, focus sends missionaries to college campuses to work with college students. Um, anyway, I, I went to this training session and we were talking about the Bible. And I was uh, really impressed to learn kind of the Bible has this huge story just interwoven. It's not just a bunch of books that tell you how to do good things or tell you about nice things that Jesus did. But it's this set of books that have this common thread through them all. And it's fascinating. And um, the common thread actually has to do with what we're talking about today. Um, And it all starts with Adam and Eve. Um, You know, God loves so much that he wants to bring others into existence. And so he creates man. Um, We have Adam and Eve, and we all know the story. Eve finds the fruit um, and convinces Adam to eat the fruit, and sin enters the world. And whether or not you believe that that's a a literal thing that happened or a poetic uh, interpretation of, of something happening, The fact of the matter is that sin entered the world and um, separated us from relationship with god because we were created by him to be like him and to enter in communion with him forever and by uh, disobeying him we were cut off but that's just where the story starts you know you see we have the whole old testament which is again this common thread that continues to build on one another We start with Adam and Eve, and then the next big figure we have is Noah and the flood. Then we go from Noah to Abraham, then Abraham to Moses, and Moses to David. Each of these uh, key characters in the Old Testament are actually kind of building blocks that God uses in His story, in our story um, now. So each of these individuals kind of, in a sense, represent, or not represent, but they are the instigators or the, the ones who participate with God in a covenant. And so each of these steps is a larger covenant. So with Adam and Eve, uh, we have uh, one couple, right? And then with Abraham, uh, I'm sorry, with Noah, we have one family. And then with Abraham, we have one people. Um, And Moses and David kind of bring about the, the kingdom of Israel. I mean, David's the king, but, you know, it all just gets larger and larger and larger. And then what happens?
1: You know Chris, I have to say Chris that's the best recap of salvation history in 30 <laughs> seconds I've ever I've ever heard in my entire life so, well not so props, a, kudos <laughs> to you on that oh,
0: thank you I, I didn't make it up um, <laughs> I've done it before so I, I uh, accredit my missionary training to that but it's it's so fascinating like you never you see the book like the Old Testament and you're like what the heck uh, what does this all mean there's a bunch of random names that I can't pronounce doing a lot of weird stuff but if you look at it with that scope, it's it's absolutely fascinating to yeah, absolutely. see.
1: Absolutely, you know, and those are the the lenses that, that kind of illuminate uh, what happened with Jesus, you right. know, and, and we have we still have this problem of sin, uh, death is a result of that, you know, so it's it's not something that, that has disappeared, that is that has been resolved. It's still a very real question, which is why we have celebrations like All Saints' Day and All Souls' Day to to bring these to the surface. Um, you have to bring these to our heart to bring these to reflection and and you know so we can pause and really say like we started the the very first question here, what is this about? why are we living the way we're living' Cause, you know if none of this mattered we could just go out and have fun and do whatever we want right but there's there's something deeper there's a meaning to all this um and that's that's really what the beauty of these celebrations uh, of this uh, you know, like you said, All Hallows Tide, this, this All Hallows Eve, and then All Saints Day, and All Souls Day, and, and the intention that the Church has behind these celebrations. Um, and really beautiful that we, that we said it in November, you know, just before the, the holiday season where, where it's so easy to get distracted oh, so that we're posed with these questions right mm-hmm. off the bat, you know, be- before we can even get tempted to dive in headfirst to all those family celebrations right? You know, it's like, so
0: Christmas is coming up, obviously, that's the big one, I think, at the end of this this holiday season. But, you know, it's like, okay, so Christ the Savior is born, that's what one of the songs says. But, like, okay, what does it mean to have a Savior? Why do we need a Savior? What does that mean? You know, and I think, especially as Catholics, we, we get kind of the stereotype of, you know, like our Protestant brothers and sisters saying, like, oh, Jesus is my personal Lord and Savior, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, maybe we hear that, and we're like, okay, that's like a Protestant thing, or, you know, that's not... I mean, yeah, we like Jesus died and is our savior, like, yeah, but you know, it's it seems in a sense, you know, from growing up, and at least my experience is like that. What does that matter to me? You know, like we have our own things that we do, and that's just kind of Jesus. I know Jesus is there, and he's cool. Sure, you know, you know
1: and and with Christmas, it's going to come uh, this beautiful, beautiful uh, description of Jesus with all these titles. You know, the Messiah, the Chosen One, uh, Emmanuel. So we have all these these wonderful names for Jesus. And really one of my favorites, as, as we kind of bring it back to, to finish this out in a little bit, uh, is this image of the new Adam. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, we have this problem of sin where we're, we're suffering and death entered the world. And Jesus comes, not to take it away, uh, in a sense, because we're, we're, we still struggle with it, we still sure. have it, uh, but to undo what Adam did. So he's the, the new Adam. Mary is the new Eve. So mm-hmm. if we look back to that creation story, you know, we have... Sin and death and suffering entering the world because of disobedience. And then with Mary and Jesus, the new Adam and the New Eve, we have the restoration of what was originally ours, right? You know, and it's through perfect obedience. So Mary, you know the the angel Gabriel comes to her and and makes this huge ask of her uh, and and you know, I don't think any of us could could confidently say, you know, if an angel appeared to us in a dream tonight and asked us to, you know, bear the Savior of the world, mm-hmm. that we would so willingly say, yes, absolutely, let <laughs> oh, it yeah, be done sure. <laughs> to me according to thy will, you know? Uh, so it's a huge ask, and yet her heart is disposed uh, to not even consider a no. You know, she, obviously she's scared because she's she's very much human, and I mean, yes, it's, it's a scary proposition, but she says yes, and, and mm-hmm. she says yes with total openness, with total obedience. And then you know, Jesus throughout his whole life is, is in perfect obedience, and we see this climax in, in uh, the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, where, where he's, and it's a beautiful image if you haven't read it, where he's literally begging the Father for a different way. Yeah. You know, so he's scared. He's, he knows what's coming, uh, but he's human too, and he's afraid, and he's, he really doesn't want to have to do what he's going right. to have to do. He says, you know, Lord, God, Father, let this cup pass from me. Uh, And then immediately he follows that up with, but thy will be done. Mm -hmm. You know, again, that perfect obedience. So so the disobedience of Adam that brought sin and suffering and death into the world is undone and restored by the perfect obedience of first Mary and then Jesus in in their saying yes so freely and so openly uh, that sin is still a reality, death is still a reality, but it's not the final say.
0: Right, it's it's he conquered death, he conquered sin through his sacrifice, through his obedience, undoing the the original problem. Um, it doesn't eliminate it from the world, but you know we're not bound by it anymore. We still experience it, but it doesn't have to control our lives. And that's the beauty of the Savior. You know, like I was uh, I mentioned earlier how each of these these individuals in the Old Testament kind of give us a, a next step of a wider and deeper relationship with the Lord. Um, as we, and we finish with David as the king, and then. Uh, actually, we truly finish with Jesus coming in, and he's the Savior, and he establishes the church. So we go from kingdom to church, one church which is um, inclusive for all of mankind. Um, so this is God's, you know, in the fullness of time, brings everyone into the fold, back into communion with him through Jesus and establishing the church, which is the, the body that represents, you know, who he is. Sure.
1: All right, yeah, and, and then the big question, you know, what does that have to do with me, Today, on October 31st, or November 1st, or November 2nd, 2017. Yeah. Um, yeah, and here's where I always, I always love to say, you know, we've, we're living in the post-resurrection world. Uh, you know, we've, we have all these wonderful promises of, of eternal life and, and the glory of heaven, and it's all these beautiful images and this giant feast. And, you know, we, we think of that, that table with all those delicious desserts yeah. uh, laid out before us. Uh, and how delicious that is, and heaven is just going to be even so much greater than that. Uh, so, so we are, we have such a clear vision of Easter Sunday, right? Of, of what that right. looks like, uh, but we, that still requires for us to live through Good Friday. You know, East, every Easter mm. Sunday needs its Good Friday because without Good Friday, you don't have your Easter Sunday. Need
0: some affirmative snaps there. <laughs> Yeah, and it's really true. I mean, like, you know, literally Christ had his Good Friday and Easter Sunday, but I mean, I think going back, you know, like, we all are called to experience that. You know, that is something that we believe as Christians. That is that is the point of being Christian. You know, like, we are connected with God again. Like, that is our life. That is what we do here. You know, like, that's why we come to church. We come to participate in that oneness, that that unity with God, you know, and that's that's why we need Jesus, and that's why this is such a real and important thing for us.
1: You know, and, and it's so practical too. You know, like, mm-hmm. like we're we're talking right now, and if we never spoke, or if you're listening, you know, if if you have right. kids or if you're a child and, and you still speak with your parents, and and you know, if you never talk to them, that relationship's gonna fall apart. Right. You know, if if you if you just lose touch with someone completely, that relationship is going to either wander off in different directions or just completely disintegrate and disappear. Uh, so we need that connection. We need that relationship, uh, which which starts with regular communication.
3: Right. So what does that look like for everyone, you know, kind of on the everyday route? You know, we kind of mentioned it last week talking about, you know, it doesn't have to be a super formal, you know, I'm going to sit down and pray a rosary now, which obviously definitely not a bad thing, but um, there are many ways to Maintain communication with God, and, and prayer is definitely the easiest one. Um, that's what prayer is, It's just that maintaining that relationship, understanding, and communicating with one another. But, I mean, there are a lot of different ways to do that. You know, reading the scriptures, uh, a lot of Catholics get kind of a bad rap for not knowing the scriptures. And it's, uh, you know, it's just not fair because we put the Bible together. But, um, you know, it's, the beautiful thing about scripture is that you can read it, and it's, you know, maybe talk about a historical thing, or could talk to a specific group of people, but you can also take each passage of Scripture and apply it to your own life. You can read it multiple times.
2: You know, you right. The, the same the same story can mean one thing today, and then some, you go through an experience and you read that same story tomorrow, and, and it takes on a whole new meaning or, or just uh, enlightens you in a whole new way because it's, it's the living word of God. You
3: know, It's not just a dead word in a book. It's It's God's living voice, even still today. Yeah, I mean, and it's, you know, I've heard so many priests say, like, people come to them, they're like, oh, Father, like I just don't hear God speaking to me. And they're like, well, are you listening? Are you reading his word? Because otherwise, I mean, that's how he talks to us. And that's, you know, one of the most upfront, tangible ways we have of corresponding with God. Um, If you want to do that, I would recommend starting with the Gospels. Just open up Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Um, Start with Matthew, I'd say the first one, I believe and just kind of, you know, go through it, read a couple of passages every day, think about it, pray about it, you know, keep reading until something sticks out to you, and then just take some time to process it.
2: Yeah, and a lot of people like to play uh, Bible bingo, you know, where they just say a quick prayer to the Holy Spirit and just blindly, openly, uh, uh, blindly open the Bible and put their finger on a passage uh, and expect some magic word to, to stick out to that. You know, it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll coincidence, with you'll, you'll have something that matches to what you were just uh, asking about. Uh, but you know, don't just don't just rely on Bible bingo. You know, read read the Gospels intentionally. So if you're if you want to start with Mark, then read the whole Gospel of Mark because Mark has a story to tell from a unique perspective. Uh, you know, or if there's a, a particular story that sticks out to you. You know, check if that story is also in in Matthew or, or Luke or John, and see you know what's similar, what's different, why why might one gospel writer have. Keyed in on this particular detail where another one left it out you know so there's all sorts of ways of reading the gospel uh, rather than just you know pop open a book read a line and, and hope that it sticks
3: right yeah I mean it's in this we could have a whole series on, <laughs> on the beauty and, and the complexity of the gospels but um, just you know give it a start you know you always got to start somewhere and so just go from the beginning uh, another thing that I would recommend definitely is go to Mass every Sunday uh, at the very least, if it's a difficulty for you, um, there are tons of churches here in Miami. There's masses every early morning, you know, afternoon, evening. Um, there's really no excuse not to make it to a mass if you can't yeah, go. So easy, you yeah. know. <laughs> we all have a car, <laughs> <ain't I>? you know. <laughs> you know, it's it's literally just maybe an hour, hour and a half, including driving time. Um, and just think about it this way, you know, if you had you know, your favorite movie star, your favorite artist, your favorite musician, whatever, someone that you really idolized and they were, you know, just 10, 20, 30 minutes away from your house and you could see them every single week, every single day, really. But you know, like, wouldn't you carve just a little bit of time out to see them? And have to pay for it. (laughs) Right. You probably have to pay for it. But (laughs) hey, but wait, there's more. It's free. So you know, what's keeping us from going to Mass? You know, the God of the universe who created us, loves us, and gives us literally everything that we have is trying to come and meet us and make us like him who is, you know, like I said, God of the universe, the most incredible thing ever. Like, don't you want that? You know, and how hard is it to really just, I don't know, make some time? So, you know, I challenge you. I know it's a little difficult, and I don't mean to sound judgmental, but um, it really is for your good. Just take some time to be with God.
2: Absolutely, yeah, and and it's sometimes we don't like to go because the challenge that we receive uh, is maybe more than we're ready to handle, and that's okay. Uh, But you know, we're we're going towards this Easter Sunday, and we have to live through that Good Friday. You know, there's no getting to Easter Sunday without first having to pass through that Good Friday. So, you know, nothing worth anything in life comes easy. You know, there's always going to be difficulty. There's always going to be challenge. There's Always going to be inconvenience, and you know, we're going to have to reschedule things. We're going to have to move things around in our life. We're going to have to reprioritize things. But if it's worth it, it's worth it, you know. And there's nothing more worth it than Jesus Christ Himself, you know, body, blood, soul, and divinity, right there, right in our, right in our palm, right in our, right on our tongue, right in our heart, every single day, every single Sunday of the year.
3: Yeah. So, you know, just really encourage you to think about that and kind of. Make that more of a priority if it's if it's difficult for you now. Um, another thing, definitely make sure you're going to reconciliation or confession. It's uh, a beautiful way to come back into contact with the Lord. I think even just psychologically, it's great to talk to someone about struggles or, or problems that we deal with. You know, uh, there's uh, passages about keeping things uh, in the darkness and then letting them come to the light. It's it's freeing. It's beautiful, and it really helps us become more like God.
1: You know, and it feels so awesome to come out of that confessional, you know, like, like after a good bath, yeah. you know, that, <laughs> that wonderful feeling, like, oh, you know, I could just, I could stay like this forever. That's exactly how you feel when you come out of confession, just like, this is it. I could stay like this forever. That's the goal. So challenge for this week, uh, you know, we don't, we don't finish this without a little bit of a challenge. Uh, so let's look at our own lives, you know, what are we living for? Does my life, or does your life, does our life reflect relationship with God? Do we even have a relationship with God? You know, that's a, that's a good starting point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if we if we do, how can we deepen it? Because God al- is always calling us to something more. He's always calling us to something deeper. Uh, you know, God is so big, we can never just put our arms all the way around Him. Uh, so how can how can we go a little bit deeper, go a little bit more into that relationship? Uh, if we don't, and that's okay, it's never too late to start, uh, how can we start? You know, what are some easy ways, uh, some simple things that we could start to do to develop to grow that relationship with God? So really today today, and this week's prayer is uh, is a prayer to open our heart, to see what mm-hmm. uh, what God is asking of us, what God wants for us, uh, how we see Him, how we hear Him, uh, and how we're making an effort to hear Him, you know, to, to listen to what He's... Uh, trying to tell us or, or what he what he desires for us.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you don't really know where to go, just say, hey, God, you know, here I am. I don't really know what I'm doing here, but, you know, come into my heart. Help me know who you are and help me, you know, to experience you.
1: And if, if you need some help, you know, we, we've got wonderful priests here at the parish. We've got a whole staff who's always ready and willing to help. Uh, so just give us a call send us a message swing on by the office. Yeah. Uh we you know we're we're always ready and willing to help wherever we can however we can. Uh you know that's why we're here. So put that's us right. put us to use. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So announcements. Uh we will
0: be celebrating All Souls Day here at the church um on November 2nd, which is a Thursday, and we will be having a candlelight All Souls Day vigil which will be in the church at 7:30. So come and pray with us. Remember those maybe loved ones that have died or friends and family. um, And just remember with us, you know, all those who have died and uh, we pray for their their souls, their salvation and um, that they be with Christ for
1: eternity. It's a beautiful prayer service. You'll also be able to inscribe the names of all your uh, all your family, friends who have uh, who have passed into the book of remembrance. uh, And we'll have that book of remembrance um, on the altar for mass for the entire all Souls Day novena, so nine days of specific prayer for those particular intentions.
0: All right, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let us know if you have any thoughts, concerns, ideas. Um, we're here to serve you guys. so Absolutely. Let us know. And
1: again, that contact email for uh, for some feedback or, or suggestions or ideas is K Adams, K Adams at c o t l f dot org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at the initials C-O-T-L-F. That's right. God bless you guys, (laughs) buddy.
0: Thanks, everyone. Bye.